How can I be free from things I've struggled with all my life? Anger, impurity, anxiety, depression, fear, gluttony, and so on. Well, today, Eric Hurt and Mike Cleveland study a passage of Scripture that will help you enjoy the freedom that Jesus died to give you. Hey, good morning or good afternoon, depending on where you are. This is Mike Cleveland. I'm here with my brother in the Lord, Eric Hurt, and we're here to do another podcast. Eric, thanks for joining me. It's so good to be with you and do a podcast today, brother. Yeah, it's good to be here, Mike. I'm really excited to do another podcast with you. You know, these never get old because, you know, we just get to look at the scriptures and look to Christ. And, you know, our hearts are overwhelmed by his goodness and his grace towards us when he went to the cross for us, brother, and laid down his life. And we just enjoy doing these together. So it's good to be here with you. Amen. And even though these never get old, uh, we will. <laughs> and as we do, in fact, I was just telling Jody the other day, you know, I hope 30 years from now when I'm 87 and you're 84, speaking of you, Rick, that we're getting together and we, you know, your wife's going to roll your wheelchair up to the computer and we'll, we'll sit down and we'll do a podcast together because I, I learned so much from you, brother. Well, I, likewise, brother. I, I always learn something from you as well when we do these podcasts and on the flock group and, and just, you know, that's, that's what it's all about. It's, it's, we, we learn from each other. We, uh, we're huddled around the cross together. We're looking there together and encouraging one another. And this is, this is what happens, isn't it, brother? When we, when we're all looking to the same place. Amen. Amen. Well, I'm excited about the next three podcasts because we have three stories uh, to read. And so we're going to take them from the book of second Kings and the first story is about uh, poison in the stew. The second story is about leprosy on Naaman. And the third story is about an axe head that was lost. And these stories are here to instruct us, Eric. They're here to teach us, correct us, rebuke us, train us in righteousness. Uh, and so I'm excited about these next three podcasts together, brother, because we have these opportunities to read some stories together and uh, see if God would help us to make some sense of them and to help people in their walk. And uh, so are you excited about the stories as well? Yeah, I really am, Mike, because, you know, many times I've read over these stories, but I've, that's all I've done. Uh, I didn't look deeply into them. I didn't, uh, didn't study them, you know, but we just read over them. And, and we can all get into that where we miss the cross. We miss the main message. And, and so, yeah, these are wonderful messages, brother. So I'm really excited to be here with you to do them. Well, I hope we can see how God put the main message in each of these stories. Mm -hmm. uh, and so that we, we don't want to miss that which is of first importance. And so uh, let's, let's read. I'm just, actually, Eric, I'm going to read this first story. It's only four verses. Okay. So um, I'm just going to read it, and then we can, uh, we can talk about it together. And so here's how the story starts in 2 Kings chapter 4, verse 38. Elisha returned to Gilgal, and there was a famine in the region. While the company of the prophets was meeting with him, he said to his servant, Put on the large pot and cook some stew for these prophets. One of them went out into the fields to gather herbs and found a wild vine and picked as many of its gourds as his garment could hold. And when he returned, he cut them up into the pot of stew, though no one knew what they were. The stew was poured out for the men, but as they began to eat it, 
they cried out, man of God, there's death in the pot. And they could not eat it. And Elisha said, get some flour. He put it into the pot and said, serve it to the people to eat. And there was nothing harmful in the pot. And so, Eric, here we have a problem. And let's just look at the problem and the solution, because that's the two things that this passage shows us, a problem and the solution. So uh, what is the problem here? Well, the first problem was that there, were, there was a famine uh, in the region, and they needed to eat, they needed to eat brother. <laughs> and, uh, but further than that, uh, not only did they need to eat, uh, but what they had served to eat was they were unable to eat, brother. Um, you know, there was, there was poison in the pot. And, uh, you know, this is just uh, a, a huge problem. If you can't eat the pot, uh, Mike, whether you have food or not, that won't do anybody any good, will it? No, and if they did eat it, what would have happened? Yeah, they're going to die. So either way, they, they face death. Um, right. There was famine, no food, and then the food they did have, uh, there was death in that pot as well. That's and, right. And, and it was because somebody had gathered these, these wild gourds that came from a wild vine, and they got some gourds off that vine, and they put them into the stew. And uh, here the pot was totally unedible. They could not eat this, this stew because it would have killed them. And so there was poison in the pot or death in the pot. Uh, the stew was completely poisoned through and through and it would have killed them had they ate it. That's the problem, all right? Mm -hmm. And then what's the solution now? The solution to this problem was what? Uh, Elijah told him, get some flour, and he put it in the pot, and he said, go ahead now and serve it to the people, uh, and, and there was nothing harmful in the pot. Uh, the flour, Mike, absorbed all the poison uh, and made it edible. Well, why, why do you think that, that Elisha did not tell them, um, well, okay, so there's poison in the pot. Go into the pot, get the poison out. Um, <laughs> why, why did he say put flour in? Why did he not just say those gourds that you put in, pull them out? Yeah, the, it wasn't that easy, Mike. The, the poison had permeated every aspect of the stew. Uh, there was no way to pull it out. There's no way to pluck it out. It was permeated through the whole thing. It needed a different solution, brother. Uh, you know, that's exactly right. Um, and, and so, question, Eric: Is is the Bible a wilderness survival manual? Um, is it <laughs> is it teaching us how to purify poisonous stew? Is that the point? <laughs> oh, brother, you're funny. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, yes, actually, it is a wilderness survival for, <laughs> for, 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 our, for our good, brother, to see our sin, uh, to see that we are permeated uh, with sin. And there's no way to pluck it out, brother. Uh, there is no way uh, to, to heal one from sin. Uh, it, it, there's no way to pull it out. There's no way to pluck it out. There has to be a solution for us as well. And uh, so this is, the this is what the story is teaching us, brother. No, it's not a wilderness survival manual. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. The, the, each story is given to us to help us uh, in our walk, to help us understand how God works within us. And so, uh, yeah, you're right, Eric, exactly right. Uh, the Bible is teaching us here 
uh, how to uh, experience freedom from the poison of sin. Now, if you think about it, um, we are like this stew in the sense of sin has worked its way through our entire system. Um, you know, our, our minds are uh, infected uh, so that our thoughts are, are dark, our hearts are polluted, our emotions and will and desires and everything about us has been affected and infected uh, by the poison of sin. And, and so Eric, this teaches us something. And that is that we cannot focus on one issue and try to pull it out of our lives. If we, if we have anxiety, if we have uh, depression, if we have impurity, pornography, if we have, we're, let's say our problem is overeating, we can't focus on that one area and try to pull it out any more than these people could have focused on finding one wild gourd and pull it out of the stew. No, it had worked its way through, like you said, through the entire pot. And, and so, um, you know, it's Eric. It's it's like whack-a-mole, playing whack-a-mole, right? You, you yeah. knock one down, another one comes up, and you know, as soon as you focus on one, then you got more issues. And because why? Because all of us, uh, all of who we are, is infected by the poison of sin. That's mm -hmm. a pretty miserable description, isn't it? Yeah, it really is. And, uh, you know, I just love the description of the story that there was a famine because that that's indicative of our lives, too. We're, we're never we're not satisfied. We're we're hungry. Uh, we're thirsty. We need something. And we're just like this man here who went out and picked the wild gourds uh, and no one knew what they were. Uh, we didn't know what we were doing. We didn't know that what we were doing was going to infect us further or, you know, keep us in bondage longer or you know, take us down deeper into darkness. And so, you know, we, we didn't know the solution either, brother, at one time. And, uh, you know, there was poison in the pot of our lives. Right. And we were, yeah. And so, uh, yeah. And like you said, uh, we can't focus on one issue. Uh, there's, <laughs> there's poison in the pot of our lives, brother, and it cannot be pulled out, plucked out. And it can't be, um, you know, it's gotta be, uh, worked on internally in the heart, as you said earlier. Uh, it can't be, uh, you know, focus on this one area and you'll be free from that one area and then we'll go to step two area and then we'll go to step three. Uh, you know, it doesn't work like that. That's not freedom. Uh, that is some sort of behavior modification that, that doesn't bring freedom. Uh, it brings further bondage because you're never going to arrive. Uh, you're going to continuously for the rest of your life try to work, so to speak on one area, then two areas, then three areas, and you'll never arrive to freedom, Mike. You'll never have the poison completely removed from the pot uh, where it becomes edible. That's right, that's exactly right. Can you imagine these people, if they had tried to sit down and start fishing through the poisonous stew, you know, trying to find those gourds that by now had melted and were assimilated into that pot, um, they, they would have, have tried for so long to try and fish that out. And, uh, and, and that's, and so Eric, here's the, here's the solution. Elisha says to get some flour and put it into the pot, some flour, like you make bread with, to put some <laughs> substance in rather than try to take the poison out. Um, and, and here we have a solution that does not seem to make sense. Um, as far as we know, flour doesn't draw poison to itself. 
Um, <laughs> this, this is not a solution that seems logical in the mind of man. Um, and yet, God was teaching us something here, Eric. Uh, and, and this is where we come to the main point of Scripture, because as you know, uh, every little story in the Bible always points us to the big story, the main story of the Bible. And so let me just say it like this, and then we can discuss it. 2,000 years ago, God looked down to this earth and saw that there was poison all through the pot. Uh, all through humanity, sin had run rampant, um, and, and people were in bondage. People were slaves. People were sinful to the core, and that sin had worked its way all through humanity. And, and then God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son. Jesus is called the bread of life who came down from heaven to give life to the world. And Eric, how is Jesus coming to this earth, going to a cross, like Elisha putting flour into the pot? Well, brother, that is just, uh, you know, just wrenches our heart to think about that God would love us so deeply that he would send his son down to the depth of the pot uh, to become sin for us, brother, to absorb all his wrath and judgment against sin on the cross. He absorbed it all, brother. He removed all the poison because he became sin for us on that tree. He was cursed. Uh, he was rejected. He was cut off. And yet, uh, this is the place, uh, brother, uh, where it all happened. Uh, 2,000 years ago, as you said, where God so loved the world that he gave. Uh, Jesus laid down his life, the good shepherd, who laid down on the staff of the cross, as we say sometimes, you know, and he did it willingly, brother, with joy in his heart for us because of his great love for us. Uh, it is astonishing to think about that God could love us and would love us this way, though we were so full of sin. And there was only one way to remove uh, the sin from the pot of the world, and that was to send his one and only son the perfect sacrifice, the Lamb of God, the bread from heaven, as you said a moment ago, a moment ago that would absorb all the sin for us, put it to death on a cross, bury it in a tomb, and then raise to life, brother, where uh, there, there's nothing left. Jesus absorbed it all for us. He took it all to the cross for us and then gave his spirit to us so that we can walk in a new life, we can walk in the spirit uh, totally without poison in the pot. It was removed and put to death on a tree. And so that's what we clearly see in this story. And it is, that's why it is called good news. Uh, because when there's poison in the pot, brother, that is not good news. Uh, but when there's flour thrown into the pot, down into the depth of that pot, under the heat of the stove and Jesus under the heat of God's wrath uh, so that we could be free, uh, so that our chains could fall off, so that every aspect of our life, not one thing, not two, not ten, but every single area of our lives where our heart changes, our minds are cleaned and cleared, and we can, we can love, brother, because we've been loved so much. And now we can love others. Brother, I can love you. I can love my wife and others like never before 
because the poison has been removed and it's been replaced. And so, brother, we just sing the hallelujah chorus as we do these podcasts. Don't we, Mike? I know I am. <laughs> that, was, <laughs> that was so beautiful, the way you said that. That, that, that blessed my heart. Um, I, I like to think of, of making this whole thing visual. And so think yeah. about the, the poison in the pot, all right? So you've got a, a bunch of black uh, mm. poisonous um, gourds that are put into this stew. And, and then the flour, it's white, you know, flour, and mm. it's put into the, into the stew. And if you could visualize it, if you could watch it happen, what you would see is that flour becoming black. It's absorbing mm. all of the poison. It's taking it to itself. It's becoming black, even though it was white. Uh, and then mm -hmm. the stew itself is becoming white. It has all the poison pulled out of it. All the poison went to the, the flour, and there was nothing uh, harmful in the pot from then on. Mm -hmm. Eric, think about this, brother. When Jesus came to this earth and he went up on the cross, he, though sinless, becomes, became sin for us, like you said. He, though yeah. completely white, if you want to put it in those terms, became black as he absorbed all our impurity and idolatry, all of our wrong thinking and wrong acting, all of our hatred and bitterness. He took all that onto himself, all of our, our cancer and, and Hodgkin's lymphoma, all of the sin and sickness and suffering of the whole world was hanging there on the tree, and Jesus was becoming black as sin. The, he was just, look at him hanging there. He's completely covered head to toe in sin. And why is he doing this, Eric? That there mm. might be nothing harmful in you and I. Because as he pulled the sin onto himself, he pulled it out of us. He purified our hearts, our thinking, our desires, our loves, our, our, our longings. Everything about us is becoming righteous. And, and what it is is that he took the sin on himself that we might become the righteousness of God in him. And so mm -hmm. that there's nothing harmful in the pot because the flower was completely black and, and completely uh, made poisonous so that there might be life in the pot. Uh, this is the good news of the cross of Jesus Christ. Now, Eric, let's think about something else. The world, with its methods, programs, and solutions, has this exactly opposite. They, they have this exactly wrong. They say that we, inside of ourselves, are good, and that the problem is outside of us. It's our parents, it's the culture, it's society, it's that bully that's hurting us. It's something done to us, and the problem is out there. It's not inside. And so they have the diagnosis wrong, both in where the problem is and in where the solution is. Uh, and so, Eric, what are some of the solutions that the world or that even the the uh, Christian programs offer to us today to try and purify the pot? <laughs> well, they offer steps and uh, recovery groups and, you know, where, where they get together and, you know, step one, admit where you're at, 
you know, admit that you are, for example, addicted to whatever it might be, fill in the blank, and, 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 and that you're always going to be that way, brother. And, um, you know, that, that uh, like you said, that's, that's an outward. Uh, you know, we're trying to change a behavior, uh, but it's not the behavior uh, from the outside that needs to be changed. It is the poison that needs to be pulled out from the inside out, like you said. And, uh, you know, the way you demonstrated and talked about the flower, I'll never look at flower the same again, because that was absolutely beautiful how you said, uh, you know, Jesus and his righteousness, white as snow as he is, right, pulled out and became black. And as the stew, I just can't get over it. So I had to say it again, uh, you know, and the stew uh, became white as we took on righteousness. This is, this is what needs to happen, you know, a step isn't going to help because it can't reach and pull out the poison from within. It's only from the outside trying to get you to change a, a certain behavior, uh, but it won't change your heart and it won't change your thinking. And, and that's why you'll be in this type of recovery atmosphere for the rest of your life, never getting anywhere. It's like a, a merry-go-round that never stops. And it's, um, you know, you become dizzy with it, if you will. And, and you'll never have a change of heart, a change of mind, a change of direction, true freedom um, to experience all that Jesus came to this earth uh, to give to you and to me. And so that's what I see, Mike, uh, is the difference. This one is pulling out that's that poison uh, that we all have been infected with. And so, um, brothers and sisters, we hope that you're looking to the cross with Mike and I. Uh, because you'll have your heart affected, uh, you'll have your mind cleansed, and your very life will change for the rest of your life. Right, Mike? Amen. I love how you said that, Eric. And you know, you think about for a minute, just in one more quick illustration, where Peter was sinking in the waves. And, um, you know, people would have come to him and, and the world would have taught him, Peter, the solution is within you. Uh, find that human spirit within you that always bobs up to the top. You know, just exercise your willpower, Peter. You can do this, Peter. You can do this. Um, and he would have sunk and drowned. Uh, but Peter understood the solution was not within him. But, and so he, he uttered these three words, Jesus, save me. Uh, and, and Jesus, as soon as he said that, reached out and pulled Peter up out of the sinking waves and maybe people are listening to this today and they're sinking and, and and they've heard the world's solutions to try harder to do better to change one area of their life and yet they still feel like they're sinking they still feel poisoned inside their hearts their thinking their attitudes are still poisoned they may look okay on the outside but internally eric they know that there is a poison inside Look to Jesus. Look to Jesus. Cry out to Jesus. See him on the cross. See him suffering to heal you. He was wounded for your transgressions. He was bruised for your iniquities. By his stripes, you are healed. That means he took your sin away from you, just like he took your punishment away from you, your judgment, your condemnation. He took it all away from you. And he, what did he give you in its place? His righteousness, mm -hmm. his spirit. But how do we receive that, Eric? We receive it by faith. 
We receive it by believing. We take that flower into ourselves. We, we receive the message of pardon and forgiveness and reconciliation. And as we believe that message, we are purified in our hearts, in our thinking, our minds, our desires, our emotions. Everything is purified at the cross, right? Hmm. That's right. And we just need to keep looking there. We keep looking to the cross and we keep seeing it in different stories. And we, we keep seeing it in every passage that we read and we don't skip over it. We don't miss it. We connect it because everything has happened through the cross, through the death of the son who lay in the tomb, who raised on the third day with power. Please look there. We always make a connection. We're always pointing to the cross where we learn so much. We love forgiveness of God. You, you know, this is where our hearts are continually filled with his love. And, uh, you know, we continue to look there to remind us of how much we've been forgiven, that this is the place where we've been pulled out of the darkness because Jesus went into the darkness, in that dark stew, and hung there for three hours. And, uh, you know, so we always look there. Uh, you have a hard time forgiving people, look to the cross and see how you've been forgiven. You have a hard time with humility, look to the cross and see the humble, the king of the universe, humbling himself to become nothing. Uh, uh, whatever issue you have, you have a problem in your marriage, whatever it is, we look to the cross because our hearts are affected there and we're made humble there and we're made grateful there. And our hearts are filled with gratitude there and love there and peace and joy there. And so look to the cross and connect it with every passage you read. And you will never be the same as Mike talked about. Everything will change. And this is the wonderful good news, brother, that you and I get to, get to share in these podcasts over and over again. Yes, that's so true. Uh, Jesus is the solution. He is the bread of life. He says, I am the bread of life. I came down to give life to the world. How did he do it? He took our sin. He took our death. He took our punishment. He took our judgment away from us and gave us nothing but healthy stew in the pot. He is the <laughs> flower. He is the substance that came to this world and went to a cross for us. Eric, I hope someone's listening today and they've seen why they're maybe not uh, being able to overcome a particular sin. They can't seem to pick that wild gourd out, uh, or they can't seem to pick all the wild gourds out. They're focusing in the wrong place, aren't they? Yes, they are. Yes. And it's looking at the cross, uh, believing by faith, uh, not trying harder, uh, not uh, laser focusing on one aspect of your life, because it's so ironic, like you said earlier, we focused on one aspect of our life at a time. You know, we'll do this one and then we'll go to the next one and next one. No, we focus one place, one place where everything changes. Uh, when your heart of stone is removed and you get a heart of flesh, then, you know, we hear it all the time, Mike. Uh, people come here to Setting Captives Free and they start the course, Purity Boot Camp. And about halfway through the course, not all of them, but about halfway through the course or towards the end, they begin to say, oh, I thought it was just impurity that I was coming here for. But they begin to see how sin had permeated their pot. And, and they see that their life 
was it wasn't just impurity uh, that that they're coming here being free from. They're they're beginning to see how other areas over the life there was sin in the pot in other areas, and it's just wonderful that they see that because then they see the totality and the reality and and the uh, you know of the cross itself um, of all that Jesus came to do and to remove it all from you, not one, not two, but every sin, all shame, all your guilt, because he became all of that on the cross for us. Like you said a couple times already, he was judged and condemned so that we could go free brother. And that, (laughs) that must affect our heart. (laughs) <laughs> yes, it must affect all areas. It purifies yes. all areas. I'll close with Titus 2.14, Eric, and then maybe you can pray for someone today. But Titus 2.14 talks about Jesus who gave himself for us to redeem us from all wickedness. And listen to this. And to mm-hmm. purify for himself a people that are his very own, eager to do what is good. Eric, he died to purify us. He died mm-hmm. to take those those wild gourds of sin into himself and purify us uh, so that we are a people eager to serve him and to do good works. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I bless the Lord, Eric, that he came uh, and took our sin upon himself and became, as it were, impure in order to purify us. Amen. And so let me just read real briefly this part of this song. Because a sinless Savior died, my soul is counted free, for God the just is satisfied to look on him and pardon me, to look on him and pardon me. So, Father, we pray that in Jesus' name that we would all look to him who came to the earth, who went up Calvary's hill willingly and with joy in his heart to die on a criminal's cross for us. We pray for one heart to be looking at the cross. Uh, to be drawn to the cross, and to have their poison removed. Uh, Jesus Christ, who came to the earth, the perfect Lamb of God, white as snow himself, thrown into the pot, pulling out our sin, and, and exchanging, becoming sin for us, and clothing us in his righteousness. It just seems too good to be true, but in this case, it is true. And it is so good. It's good news. And we pray, Lord, that someone listening would have their heart affected by this message, that they would look to the cross and see that it was their sin that Jesus was taking into his own flesh. He was under the wrath of God. He was in that that pot of stew, becoming poison for us so that the poison could be pulled out of us so that we could be clothed in his flawlessness, so that we could become spotless and without blemish. And so, Lord, please allow this heart to look to the cross, to see all that happened there, all the love. He wasn't just having his arms stretched out, uh, taking our sin, but he had his arms stretched out in love to us. He was loving us to death. And so, Lord, please reach out, lift up their 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 eyes to see Jesus becoming sin for them and extending pardon to them. They're free to go. And uh, if the Son sets you free, you're free indeed. And so, Lord, we ask this with thanksgiving and gratitude in our hearts. In Jesus' name, 
Amen. Amen. This has been a podcast of Setting Captives Free. For more information or to enroll in free interactive courses on finding freedom, please go to settingcaptivesfree.com. Tune in next time for more truth that sets captives free.